And we're rolling. Awesome. So uh, what, what supplements are you taking now? The only supplement, uh, what am I taking? No real supplement. Well, I guess that is a supplement. CMOS. You know what CMOS is? It's like yeah. algae. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, yeah. There was this one company maybe 15 years ago. I used to take someone, someone came into a pizzeria that I used to go to and this guy was like a martial arts expert. Uh, it was E3 live, the, the blue green algae or whatever it was. Do you okay. know what I'm talking All about? Right. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Is, is this like that? Is it similar to that? I, honestly, I know what you're talking about. I don't know much about what that is. So I can't say if it's the same thing or not, but I guess it's from the same family of things, you know, but basically CMOS is really good for like blood flow and, different things like that. And all of the, the guys in the Caribbean say that it keeps them strong and healthy. Um, so I take CMOS. I have just usually after a training, I'll have a shake with some CMOS, some maca powder, uh, a bit of berries, some clove, cinnamon. Why? Yeah. So why, does he, how does it keep them strong and healthy? <clears throat> what was, what was the CMOS? Mechanism? Yeah. What was the mechanism behind that? CMOS is really good for blood flow. It's so, a vasodilator? You know, yeah. Yeah. So it just keeps you, you know, people, some people say, you know, similar to like arginine, like effects. So, but there's other claims. I mean, man, if you start looking online, people start saying that this stuff heals them of all sorts. How much that that's true, you'd never know, dear. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. but it's for sure good. I mean, I enjoy it, you know? Um, yeah. So that's about it. Why? What about you? I mean, well, you, has yours changed since you've been studying like herbs and different stuff or what? Well, actually, I haven't, I haven't gone into the, uh, the herbal program that much yet. Um, okay. But, but <laughs> I, I, I'm always taking some, some fucking weird concoction, seeing what's working and what isn't. Um, yeah. I, I was taking uh, the mushrooms, the diff different types of mushrooms from, uh, from the, this, this company in Canada, but while I was taking it, I was taking Rishi. I was taking um, Cordyceps. I was taking Lion's Mane and one other. I, I completely forgot. Oh, was, was that Luna? Yeah. Apollo. 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 Come here. Anger. Let's see. Where are you at, boy? Oh, oh good looking, Bob. Yeah. Great-looking pup. Yeah, he's had a blast the last couple of days, man. Bush camping with him. Bro, he ran this hill, no lie, over 100 times. Constantly. And what's so amazing is his nose. Like, I mean, his birthday is next week. He's going to be one. And he's got still a good few kilos to gain. And you would think that also, like, in other fa facets, it takes him a while to mature. But his nose is incredible. And if he gets even better, I'm going to be amazed at this in the dark in the in the woods you launch a stick he'll come back with exactly the same stick amongst them all and he won't come back until he's found it and we were just playing with him non-stop 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 so yeah he likes to do search and rescue too you get him to sit and wait and then you chuck put one of his toys and hide it in a room you tell him to go and find it that's the only way to keep him busy <laughs> he, starts to lob it. he lobs his toy all the time like he's with a rock like the last week and he threw that on my foot and that definitely won't I weren't too happy about that <laughs> big one yeah 
So, but no, yeah, mate. I mean, I know that I remember you testing out a lot to do with mushrooms and different stuff like that. Yeah, so, so there's well, a lot of interesting stuff with mushrooms. Yeah, I, I, I go, I go back and forth with stuff. Um, originally, when I was taking it, I was, <clears throat> I was taking like a gram of each. Um, but I really didn't get much out of it. I didn't think. Uh, and then the, the the things I was taking, they they're supposed to help with um with your immune function, they're supposed to be what's called adaptogens. And adaptogens fall into the category for me of too good to be true, but they're a staple in, in Chinese herbs. Um, and essentially what an adaptogen is, is if there's something off with a regulator in your body, like if you're either too hot or too cold, you take an adaptogen and it'll make you even keeled, right? So if, if you have excess or vacuity, you take an adaptogen, and it resolves it. So I mean, yeah, that, that, I don't know. That's that doesn't that doesn't seem to add up to me. But I mean, people take it and they really enjoy it, and they they are they 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 think it they think it works. Um, so I took it, and then I got sicker than I ever got. <laughs> like, so I've never I've never had the flu like as an adult. Um, maybe uh, like fifteen years ago, I had pneumonia when I was playing baseball. Mm. right but other than that i really don't get sick and then while i was taking this stuff i was like i don't know a month in of taking a two month two month supply and i got it was in january i got sicker than i've ever gotten in my life like the body aches like the flu was going around and i don't know if it was the flu that i got or if i got coronavirus yeah if i got corona before everyone um so I kind of chalked, I kind of poo-pooed it. I kind of chalked it up to being like, all right, well, this stuff is kind of bullshit. I'm going to stop drinking this dirt water. Um, but there, there seemed to have been some really good, uh, really good results with lion's mane. And I want to say not demyelination, but assisting in the, in, in protecting the myelin in the brain. And it's supposed to help with uh cognitive genesis right yeah correct Um, yeah i i i i forget right and i'm terrified of getting alzheimer's i'm i'm one of uh, among many things that i'm fucking terrified of getting but i'm I'm terrified of getting alzheimer's so i mean i'm taking now now i and my memory is shot just from having the business having to train people um worrying about personal life and then on top of it taking 30 credits a semester Right. So I'm or not 30 credits a semester, 30 hours of classes a semester. Um, so I'm, I'm going, I'm going bonkers, pulled in every direction. My, my memory sucks. So I still take the lion's mane right now. I take about two grams of fish oil daily. And what else do I take? I take some, some multis. Um, and I also occasionally I'll take some psyllium husk in the morning as well um some some soluble fiber but other than that i really i I really don't take take much of anything else um you said you're taking maca powder as well yeah yeah and more so not for a specific reason but because i had a load of it lying around someone else wanted (laughs) someone wanted me to order it for them so i ordered a bunch and they never wanted it so i was like fuck it But when I was in like Peru, like a load of people were talking about it. And what were they using it for? 
a lot of them people use it for fertility. So I think again, it has something to do with blood flow and you know this in this more in this type of realm. So people also talk about it as stimulant properties to it and different things like that. So I don't know. Honestly, mate, I don't. All this stuff, man, I never know, bro. Yeah, never really unless we're getting blood work done consistently, we're we're not going to know. Or to do some kind yeah. of actual actual testing, you 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 just flat out won't know. What else are you taking? Yeah, and it's just a hierarchy. It's on. That's it, bro. That's it. Like it's all. It's also the hierarchy, right? Like supplements are like, you know, it's like just it's minimal minimal percentages that you're getting. I mean, sleeping and you know making sure your home's set in order and all this different stuff. This can have way bigger bang for your buck than probably anything else. And plus also, we spoke about it before, but placebo. I mean, placebo works on people that even know, that when they even know they're taking placebo, it yeah. still works. So, yeah. and I'm not saying that everything then's bullshit, but, you know, what, how, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I like it. I like to just have a shake after I've trained. And uh, all these people in the Caribbean, they say, you know, keeps you young, fit, and healthy. I mean, why not? What what shake what shake are you taking? No, that's it. Like I said, mate. So just sea moss, maca, um, load of frozen berries, um, some almond milk, unsweetened almond milk with some clove, and then it depends. Sometimes I'll even put a bit of maple syrup in there. We've got some lovely organic maple syrup from. Uh, uh my girls uh cousins they have a an organic farm up in quebec so if we can get some of that in there that's great otherwise uh just normal normal uh normal maple syrup and no no protein or anything in it no nah, because usually I'll, I'll have like 500 grams of ground beef or something i'll have like burgers and that and then i'll just or or a steak or eggs yeah i keep it super simple man i don't you know, I also don't eat that much compared to what I used to before, maybe only once or twice a day and, and just, you know, whatever's laying around and just make sure it's not bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how are you eating? How are you eating with this quarantine? Really good. I mean, the butcher's still <laughs> open uh, close by. So a lot of meat, plants and animals, fruits sometimes. And uh, yeah, mate, that's about it. We, we're lucky like, cause I, I'm in the countryside. So the farm's still producing a lot of stuff. So we can still get good fresh produce. And for us, there's not really been that much of a difference, mate, to be honest, apart from the fact that I haven't had to travel out of the house most days of the week. That's been the only difference. So well, what about you? Are you eating like tins of uh, sardines or something? Or <laughs> No. So prior, prior to uh, the quarantine, I was doing the carnivore diet just for shits and giggles, not because I believe it works or anything like that. Like I, or I believe in anything, but I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. It's easy. It's going to lead mm -hmm. to a caloric deficit and it's going to make, make me going out to eat with people or me doing anything significantly easier. So fuck it. It's, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna stop me from eating Oreos. So I did the carnivore diet and I went, I went from like 206. No, no. I went from like 202 down to 194 within i don't know three weeks four weeks and i was i started getting like veins in my abs again i was like oh shit this is sweet i may stay on this but i had only planned on being on it for for four weeks and then then this quarantine came and if i'm just left to my own devices i mean bro there, there's not much i won't eat plus Plus, you got to support the local <laughs> local businesses. So I gotta I gotta support you know 
Favali's Pizzeria. I got to support Cuban Pete. I got <laughs> to so support Cuban Pete's doing delivery or what? Are they doing they're takeout? Not, no, they're doing takeout. And I'm, I'm, I'm pissed because I like my meal warm, but they're fucking mm. half hour away. So yeah, I drive there. I get the food. I eat the appetizers in the car on the way on the ride home. <laughs> the chicken lollipops and the, the bacon wrap dates. Yes, <laughs> and I make a fucking mess. But I mean, it, so now since I got to support all these businesses, like there's a new barbecue place down the street that nice. I got to support because sure. it's the right thing to do. Sure. So my my diet has really, and then on top of that, I also have to support, you know, Nabisco. <laughs> with <laughs> and and Kellogg's and and eating their cookies and and all their cereal, so I'll have I'll have like a box of Lucky Charms in in a day, like the family size pack. I'm so bad. Vicky gets so pissed at me. She has to buy like six boxes of cereal for herself and tell me not to eat them, and I still, <laughs> I still fucking eat them. I have so I went in a matter of like two weeks. I went from 194 right back to 200. <laughs> Well, that was probably also because you didn't want to get shit from all the people that were under 200 pounds after you used to get, what was it you used to say? <laughs> I used a man's to say, not a man if he weighs under 200 pounds or something. No, like I used to say a man under 200 pounds is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There you go. But I, I'm, I'm kind of back on track a little bit now. Um, once I got, once I saw the scale tip to 200, I was like, oh, fuck. All right. I got to, I got to tuck this back in a little bit so my brother goods wanted to get back in shape again so we we all made a deal me him and his roommate we work out because we've all been quarantined so we work out and oh here's my little rat hey, hey freya hey Frey. um so a man under 200 pounds is a woman and a dog under 20 pounds is a rat but luckily <laughs> I just weighed her again. She's 20, 25 and a half pounds right now. Look at this. There you go, man. There you go. She's getting bigger. Just get her fat and then you'll be all right. Um, she, dude, she's, so this morning. Did she I, shit in your bedroom again? No, no. But this morning I had her on the leash and we were going for a walk through the industrial complex and like I was, cause I have fucking ADD. I was like fumbling around with the leash and it got away from me. And then she was like five feet away. I was like, come here, Frey, come here. And I, like I said, oh, touch, touch. And she looked at me and, and, and like started walking away. I said, Freya, and she booked it. Mm -hmm. And we were halfway through the industrial complex, which is just like, I don't know, four or five tenths of a mile away. Booked it. And I had to call Vicky. I was like, I, and I turned a corner. She was gone. She ended up, she sprinted right to our house. I wow. said, Vicky, Vicky, go downstairs and please look for Freya. I don't know where she is. I'm going to look in the industrial complex and I just want to make sure she didn't run home. Vicky opened the door and Freya was just sitting there like, uh, I'm here. Open up. Crazy. I was so pissed. I was yep. so pissed. But yep. so anyway, going back. So me, uh, we, we used to have 5 a.m. workouts. Uh, way way back the 5 a.m crew and now we're doing now we're doing like the 6 30 a.m crew where it's just me joe and eddie we're working out and just i, I gotta get joe to lose weight so this week joe's lost 
maybe four pounds, five pounds getting the diet right. So now my diet's been on, on point two. I told everyone, I said, since I charge a certain amount per hour, I said, there's X amount of people here. You guys are all responsible for a portion of my fee if you end up gaining weight. So for every single time you gain weight, you owe me $50. Or every single, and we weigh ourselves every single day. I don't give a fuck. I say you could be the same weight, but you can't be more. Yeah, that's a good, good bit of accountability there. Yeah, and my brother's cheap as hell. He's just like me. So like paying anything. And I said, if you miss a workout, that's $50. But like yeah. they don't pay for workouts. They only pay if they fuck sure. up. Sure. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Let's see. There's, that was awesome to see when the goods was in good shape. I know. I know. I, I had him down to like 175, I think. And he looked awesome. Was he, was he that low? Crazy. Yeah. Was that low. Yeah, he, he, started, he started off at 240, went all the way down to 175. And then he started working in the city. And I mean, what's the city life like, right? You just got to, you got to go out, you got to drink with your boss, you got to drink with your boss's friends. And then when you get drunk, you have no self-control. <laughs> so you just fucking binge eat. And finally, sure. after five years now, five years, he gained almost all the way back. Yep. And now we just need to pull it right back again. That's, yep. that's all there is to it. So as a result, my weight now is like 196. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I had a moment of despair. A couple, well, when was that? About six weeks ago. I looked at myself, I was like, you got fucking fat. <laughs> you know, like not even, not even realizing it. And I mean, not like outrageously, like not like chubby, chubby, like people were saying, oh my God, you're fat, you know? But I was like, I got fucking fat on my back. Like my love handles. I got just, and I was, they just, that was it then. I was like, you cannot, cannot be doing this. So Yeah. I don't know, mate. It's interesting how your body changes over time. Because, yeah. I mean, it wasn't even through really unhealthy living either. It was just eating more than before. Yeah. yeah. Regular, you know, rather than mm. just once a day or, or or whatever. And especially with, uh, you know, right now where, I mean, how many steps do you reckon that we take that's, a day? That's well, exactly right. A lot of steps, you know. I remember because I had one of those Garmin watches, you know, like with the GPS in it and all this other stuff. And I never used it any for any of that stuff, right? But the watch would always vibrate because there'd been a certain amount of steps going. But because the watch would always fuck up, I never knew if it was legit or not. But I mean, I reckon that, you know, for an average day, we took a fair, a fair few steps and our metabolic activity is way higher. Yeah, in an, in an average day um, of me at the gym, I'll walk maybe five miles maybe maybe five seven seven miles is what i'll walk in a day so i'll burn anywhere between just without even trying five to seven hundred calories well since mm. quarantine you're not burning those calories as much but you're not walking nearly as much so you just got to keep finding a way to get your steps up so for me for me to lose the weight and for my my brother to lose weight it's really easy i mean it's just an, it's an equation right so it's calories in versus calories out so just yep keep track of the calories out our calories in and then just burn as many calories out as you possibly can we're going to do resistance training put on muscle and then you know I, I they i make them take pictures of themselves on a walk every single day so after we work out every day they have to go home at night and still walk two miles and there's mm -hmm. an additional if you do that every single day for seven days that's 1400 calories and you do that for three weeks there you go yep Three weeks, yep. you lost a pound of fat just from walking two miles every day. 
Yeah, a pound of fat is what, 3,500 calories, right? Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So, yep. yeah, there you go. It is pretty simple, mate, but people like to complicate things, you know. Ain't that difficult, to yeah. be honest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Also now, you know, people are not used to being in gyms and, with the, you know, I think for us it's different because we've got people that really, this is their profession to be in you know, optimal shape. But for the average person that's just going to the gym to look good, it'd be interesting how many of them still look good with no gym. And, you know, having like to the big, the big head bodybuilders. Yeah. 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 I bet a lot of those guys had some really difficult times. Yeah. Well, there a lot of the personality of a bodybuilder is they're, they're introverts and they're, they're, they're very regimented. Right. So to, to break up their regiment, I mean, God only knows what it did to their psyche. That's that's what I mean. And I think the, the, the biggest, the biggest concern that I got right now is, well, concern, not really a concern. It doesn't stop me from sleeping, but something that I think about is imagine that, the, you know, mental health was such a huge topic before, you know, and now it's like, I bet you there's a lot of people that are really going through some dark shit. Yeah. You know, cause they, there's this, they don't really separate who they are and what they're doing. You know, so when everything packs all up, then you're kind of like, well, hang on, who am I? <laughs> you know, should be going out right now and pumping iron and taking pictures for everybody on uh, Instagram <laughs> and getting that right now. So, but they're the real winners out of all this, man. All the social media companies, they must be fucking, imagine the usage rates of things, especially like the newer one, like, what was it? What's it called? The TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. You know, Jesus. And and you're pretty much void of all that stuff. You do have an Instagram, you do have a Twitter, you just don't use either of them. Yeah, I mean, I'll go on Twitter occasionally to have a little look if I'm really bored, but I don't know, man. I, I It's always the same thing. Like, oh yeah, I'll start back up again and then Man, I just don't. can't be can't be bothered. Why do I want to do it? You know, like I got a good, you know, business wise, things are good. I mean, I could get more clients, of course, like you don't not want to get more, but everything comes mouth to mouth, which also means that there's an element of you don't really have to sell yourself, right? Because it's already they've already been recommended to you, so you have to explain like kind of how you're going to do things, your philosophy, what you sort of see with this person and that, blah blah blah. But I don't know, bro. I, don't I was know. I was real close to not having uh, any social media at one point, and then Brandon Marshall contacted me through Instagram. Yeah. Oh and yeah. That, and that's how he found me. And I was like, oh fuck. I was so bummed. I was like, all right, well now I just got to keep this up, and I keep going. And he, he contacted he contacted Quincy. He contacted the Giants after seeing me and asked about me and they all gave the okay but i mean that was my resume was yeah. my instagram yeah whether I, whether I like it or not yeah and i don't think you know I, d- I never think like oh social media is bad or this thing is bad i just think it's fucking annoying it's no it's really honestly mate i think it's just the way you use it i mean you can read you know shitty newspapers or you can read good or let's say decent newspapers you can watch shitty films or good films you can read good books bad books you know what i mean like i don't know if social media is necessarily good or bad it's just really the way that you decide to use it i mean there's some things on twitter that i find you know i don't think it detracts from my life i feel like you get a little bit of a 
a dopamine hit of kind of like condensed wisdom, if you want to kind of call it that. I don't know how, but you know what I mean? Like, whereas Instagram, it, I don't know. Like, I just, I see so many people, you know, and really a lot of people, because I work with quite a lot of young people, they know more about what's going on in someone else's reality than they do of their own. Yeah. And that's kind of where it's like, you know, they sit there, they've just finished training and the first thing they're doing is like, and it's you and if you keep your dialogue going they've been completely engaged with you they've grabbed you know a, a device and their attention is now you're you know you you're not even finished your sentence and it's gone everything's just fully in lock mode of this and it's not even in front of their face and that's where i find it a bit strange so i mean you know I, I, yeah I, do. I don't think it's necessarily good or bad just the way you use it and I mean, I remember, right? Because, you know, Brandon Marshall, also Kevin, you have to remember, bro, my nickname's Mr. Lucky because every time I've been there with you, <laughs> you've got a big high-profile client. Right? I know I got to get you back. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I know how that all come about and that for sure come about because of this. And, you know, let's say like, for example, me, you know, if I had it all set up good, blah, 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 I could just go out and just pick people because I only... Eventually, I just want to work with who I really, really, really want to work with. So you can just pick them, I guess. That's how I sort of see what Instagram is. It's probably the biggest networking tool that there is. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, that's what they say. They say Instagram's your, your resume now. Yeah. 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 And if you speak to also like the younger generations, they're the ones that are going to, you know, take over. And they're so concerned with it that they're also like, why haven't you got this? Mate, you, you know what I was just thinking about? Um, <laughs> remember, you're also there when, when I, I had Hogan as well. And it was before Hogan was anyone and he was being a twat at the gym. And I've told this story on Instagram before. People ask like what my favorite Hogan story was. This might be one of my favorites. And he was being completely obnoxious and he wasn't doing, it was when we were at DeFranco's. He wasn't doing what I was saying to do was was telling him to do he was being combative he was causing an issue and it was it was just disruptive to the group and i pulled him to the side i pulled him outside i said listen go to parisi's <laughs> oh i remember <laughs> this yes. i said i said chris i said chris listen i can't take this anymore i can't stand you like i like you as a person and i i hate training you um you're you're combative you're disruptive i don't want you around anymore Go to Parisi's. It's okay. I, I'm okay with this. Go to Parisi's. Our friendship will be much better if you're just not here. And he like looked at me and he paused because normally I just stare. I'm like, you fucking dick, stop being up. You know, like, so <laughs> that's the normal approach. And then when I pulled him aside and I was like, I just can't stand you anymore. And then I walked away and he said, I watched him. He sat there and he was like, And then he came back in and he did what he was supposed to do after a couple of minutes. We've <laughs> go. seen a lot of good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go to Parisi's. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that was, I think the first, the first time I was out there. Was it? So was, I think so. I think so. Yeah, it was at the Frank. It was when it was it was when you were still at the Franco's. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. That, oh, for the long, for the long summer, that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that was yeah before he was anybody really. I remember, I remember another time with him. We were. It was when he had just gotten signed with the Bills, and it was that summer. I had him and Tradow. And I was going through some shit at the time. So I was, I was a little extra edgy, a little, little more edgy than usual. And back then my, my temper was way worse than it is now. Um, and Chris had this thing, like he has to do these half gassers. I have to do half gassers. Like why, why, why do you have to do these? So we're, we're doing speed work right now. Don't fatigue yourself by doing those. Like let's, let's stick with one theme at a time. So I went inside we're at, we're at the, we were at the facility that I'm currently at, actually, funny enough, um, because they had the space to run, whereas DeFranco's didn't have the space to run then. So we, we did it inside and it was raining out. So I came, I went into the other room to get a med ball. And as I came out, Chris was doing the half gassers during his rest period. And I was like, that's it, motherfucker. You're training your fucking self from now on. I'm fucking done with you. And I threw the fucking med ball up. And Trad, I was like, dude, what, what about me? And I started, <laughs> I, I started walking out. I said, Justin, I'm fucking sorry. Blame it on that cocksucker. I can't fucking take this shit anymore. And I, fucking, <laughs> I, I just left. I left in the middle of the session. I said, you know so fucking much. Why don't you just train your fucking self, you loser? <laughs> I was so pissed. I stormed out. I fucking stormed, and I just left him. <laughs> Man. Where is Hogan now? What's he even doing? Is it, who's he playing for? He's waiting for a call. He's got okay. to wait, wait till after the draft. Okay, cool. Yep. Crazy. So he went from, like the last I heard, he was still at New England. He was with New right. England. Uh, he had his three-year contract there. And then he ended up going to Carolina. And now he's, it was a one-year deal with Carolina. And now it's another one-year deal. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, which is, which is incredible for him considering he didn't play college football. Uh, really, he played for Monmouth and he was like a safety defensive back corner guy. Uh, for, he, he was on defense at Monmouth and then they ended up bringing him an offense in the NFL. And now he's been there, what, eight seasons? This will be his eighth or his ninth season, something like that. Yeah, he's pretty, he is very impressive, Chris. He can be a complete can't but he's <laughs> impressive yeah i can't i i don't even think i could have him on the podcast it'll just be me fucking yelling at him the whole no, time i told you what we should do <laughs> we should organize to get him on organize to get him on the podcast and see how long it is until we quit <laughs> just we'll make a bet between the two of us we'll pretend it's all real and then let's just see how quickly we can wind him up and then he just quit. <laughs> So, no, I mean, I mean, like going back to, you know, to Chris, I mean, if I think go back to when I first really met him, I mean, he was just a physical, he's like a physical specimen for a white guy. He's like super special. Well, so I, I mean, Chris is, he's one of the best athletes um, that, that I've ever seen. And, and granted, I've trained, I've trained guys that are, that are really, really incredible incredible people but i mean chris could pick up anything and be good at it right yeah. away right like you yeah. see him with a golf club in his hand yep. the kid don't fucking practice golf and he'll just hit mm. it straight away 300 yards i mean ping pong play him in ping pong 
Dude, I played him in wiffle ball. I was a college All-American, but I also suck at wiffle ball, but I was a college All-American and I had a big leaguer on my team, right? It was me and uh, Rob Delaney and then versus him and Pat Dean. Dude, Chris fucking owned us. It was embarrassing. <laughs> and these are, these are pro pitchers. It's like, what the fuck is, I was so pissed. He's so good. Like soccer doesn't matter. Doesn't matter remember, what he does. I remember when we were doing, um, I, think, I think it was a tempo day or something like that. And we had a, an American football and he wanted me to show him how different like kicks can happen in rugby, like drop kick or like a spiral kick or a punt. And I remember the first time I showed him kind of how a spiral kick goes, he was like, all right. He just grabbed it and he knocked it perfect. And he kicked that ball so far. And I remember looking at him like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, when, when he fucking works at it, he, when, when he first came out, he was 220. I think he was 218. And now he plays at like 200, 204 pounds. That's kind of where he floats. Um, he might even, he might drop below 200 here and there, but that's where he feels best. And, you know, I mean, and he's a blocking receiver, even at that lightweight. Mm. You know, I mean, that goes to show you how strong he is, but he could be, he, I mean, he did 225 for, what do you do 225 for like 28 times or some shit like that? Yeah. He was, he was, he was freakish, but that was, again, it was when we were focusing on strength work and the combine testing specifically. And now, now we don't, I don't give a shit about that. And his game is, you know, is, has improved. Yeah. You know, so it's, that's, that's the difference between the two. So he's lighter and like weaker, but he's still strong as shit if he wanted to be. Yeah, sure. And the thing that I find most impressive about him is he rises always to the occasions. Yeah. You know, when you're playing, and that's also the interesting thing also with say like Brady, right? Like, I mean, I don't know nothing about American football, so I'm not even going to try to pretend, but that guy raises, you know, you talking last time about James saying about, you know, rising tired, you know, uh, raises all ships, up, yeah. raises all ships, right? Well, Brady's one of the guys who, if he, you know, he just manages to bring out the best in other people too. And then say like, for example, Chris being able to just, you know, take the opportunities and still play so well, you know, in, in a good team considering, yeah, like he weren't, well, he wasn't drafted, was he? I mean, he never, played, no. right? we said we, he never no. played really in college. He was a lacrosse player, you know, and he's done it, you know, done fucking awesome for himself yeah. right? so millions good for him man yeah and what's what's really cool about chris's story is chris was signed by the san francisco 49ers and ended up someone like stepped on his ankle and it, it jacked up his ankle when he was in camp with them so he ended up getting released during the last cuts waited i want to say that year he waited six weeks after that and got a workout with the giants and was with the giants for a week on their practice squad got released waited the rest of the season crickets the last week of the season he got called by the dolphins and the dolphins were like hey we'll, we'll sign you he's fuck yeah so he goes down there for a week and then you know that's it then they sign him to a futures contract for the following year and he ended up working out and that's when that's hard when the, knocks or the yes, out, the right? HBO yeah. special Hard Knocks came out, and we were training all year long for that. So then he did. So we trained all off season after pretty much training all season together. Trained all off season, 
And then he had the hard knocks thing, made it to camp, made it through camp, got cut the last day of camp and re-signed to the practice squad for one week, maybe two weeks, one or two weeks, I forget. And then released. No calls from any team for another 10 weeks. And then with like three weeks left in the season, no, four weeks left in the season, he gets a call from Buffalo. Buffalo signs him. Practice squad, practice squad, dress, dress, boom. And then the next season, took off with Buffalo, was with Buffalo for two or three years, and then got signed by the Patriots. And now everyone knows who the hell he is. It's, it, it's, it's a really cool Great story. story. But, yeah. but realistically, for two years, the motherfucker didn't work. And it was just us. Dude, I trained him for free. Yeah. You know? Like he couldn't, he couldn't afford to pay me. So yeah. whatever, man. And talk about an investment. Like the kid, the kid's killing it now. I mean, what, what do you end up making? $15 million in his career after not playing football for two years while trying to play football? Like talk about not quitting. So yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, and I'm sure that that adds all that to just rising to the occasion. I mean, winning Super Bowls, playing with all these great players, you know, yeah. not allowing probably what, you know, 99.9% of everybody else is going to say, you know, and he still rolls to it and, you know, that's also, I find that so amazing about Chris too, is, you know, he's, he oozes confidence in that situation and scenario where most people would also crumble. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Because you can have all the physical attributes, man. Like how many people do you know that are yep. stud people? And then when it counts, you know, I'm sure Brady put, you know, I'm sure he always says to them is, you just need to do this and be there and just be ready because it's coming for you. 100%. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's the motto of the Patriots is just do your job. Mm. Right? So as long as you just do your job, shit will be fine. Just mm. do your job. So they're just trained to do their job. Keep doing your job. Things will, things will fall into place. And it's a great, great motto. It's yeah. perfect. Perfect motto. So what are, you, what are you doing with your own personal training for now? Like, what are you, what, how are you working out? So I'm trying to just do something different every day. That's the... That's the first, the first uh, requirement. I mean, a lot to do with the sauna and cold. So like a lot of different thermogenic stuff. Um, I'm enjoying loads of different type, type of breathing stuff too. And I'm just really, mate, I'm trying to be minimal like I was before. I mean, I'm lucky that I've got you know, equipment in my house, in my own gym here. Um, but I don't use it too much, if I'm completely honest. I mean, I separated my shoulder. Um, when was that? That was last winter. Um, and I never really rehabbed it properly. I kept re-injuring it. And then I just had meniscus surgery not too long ago. So, I mean, I'm just, I'm more trying to just feel good again, mate, and move my body around. I, I got full range of motion back in my leg now. I had surgery seven weeks ago and I've been training my legs pretty good. I'm doing a lot of uh, hiking. Um, and that's about it, mate, to be honest. I mean, I do a lot of different like sort of circuit stuff, bodyweight circuits, trying to change them up and different band stuff. But yeah, mate, honestly, not too, not too crazy. I also train sometimes with my athletes if, they're, if they've got like a low day and they're also feeling a bit, you know, people are and sometimes not so motivated right now, yeah. especially with everything that's going on. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll train with you. And then, of course, as, as soon as there's two of you, then it's... It's game on straight away. So, but yeah, mate, I'm, 
I'm really enjoying playing around with the, the, the hot and cold. I think that's pretty cool. And maybe it's just because it's a, it's, it's a new stimulus, but I feel like it's, it works pretty good. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> when I first started training Kevin, he was telling me how his old trainer would work out with him. And I was like, oh, that's, I don't know if I can do that. That, that seems weird, but he, he appreciates having a workout partner. Like working out by yourself kind of fucking sucks. Yeah. Right? Even yeah. if you have a trainer, like it, it kind of sucks. So like I, I can understand like maybe, maybe this year I'll end up working out with him a little bit here and there. Like it'll just make things a little bit easier on him. But yeah, sure. you're, the, the workout partner definitely does make a difference. I mean, that's, that's why I like the group, the group atmosphere better than training people one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, a lot of people think that they want the the private and they want just that sort of intense uh, intimacy with their trainer. But really a lot of the time what they're wanting is they want to kind of get out their own head anyway and just, you know, get after it a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, dude, imagine though, if we trained all of our sessions that we did, we did it with them and just say like we didn't go, you know, max, just sub max, but we would be in very, very good shape. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I mean. Like, I, I feel bad doing it because it's almost like selfish. Like, I'm sitting there and I'm not. Yeah, I felt bad. Like, I was like, should I really be getting paid if I'm also training that's, right now? Dude, that's yeah. what I said. And that's what I was saying with Kevin. Like, dude, this guy's paying me a ton of money. I can't be fucking working out while I'm doing this. This is unprofessional. Yeah. But then it's what they want. It's what they need. Yeah. You and know? I, you know, I really, I really thought about that because, you know, especially when I, my knee was... I was like still on hobbling around on crutches the first couple of weeks after, after the surgery. And I was doing these, these calls and I was like, if I could just do half of what everybody's doing the whole time, like, especially do the warm ups with them. And all, if you did that three, four times a day, you'd feel amazing. And the yeah. cumulative effect of that sub maximum. I know. Amazing. It would be amazing. I know. So, and then, yeah, I don't know. I'm like toying with it in my head a little bit because, you know, you could, it definitely it, it it does change it, and especially what it does to to us because we're also competitive people, right? It's like you know, we were also athletes. You know, we weren't that good. That's why we didn't become pro. You know, and also injuries and other things, right? But the, the reality mm-hmm. is, we we didn't have we didn't have it good enough to go pro, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. But we have the we have the experience from sport, which means that there's still that little fire in us that, that loves it. So I don't know. I'm, I, I guess it also depends who it is and what you're doing, but I'm more and more open to the idea of doing the session with people. And especially anyway, when you're doing sauna work and, and cold with them, you got to make, yes. Yes. I worked out the other day. I was in the hundred degree sauna. I was in there for over an hour. I mean, not all at once, but over mm-hmm. periods of 15 minutes, you know, throughout the day that also takes a toll on your body too. I mean, I, yeah. I remember finished up for the day. I was shagged. Like, Fucking I feel like I've been hit by a bus, but then I realized I've been in and in and out of the hot and cold constantly all day long. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's also a good investment into our long term health. Yeah, I <clears throat> there's, I can't there's see it damaging us. There's there's no there's no refuting the fact that this'll be beneficial for us. I, I just it, it's tough for me to get over the idea that this is professional to be working out yeah. with these guys. Like I'm sitting here, I'm, you know, but if I were to do sub-maximal things with these guys, but I, 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 I'm with it. But then again, if you're just kind of going through the motions, there's not much competition for these guys either. Of course, of course. I, dude, it's, it's difficult because, I mean, especially if you think like, okay, right, well, uh, we're going to work on some speed stuff. 
I mean, you have to be fully concentrating on what's going on. Exactly. Fully committed to them. You can't be like huffing and puffing and thinking, you know, you know what I mean? Like you can't yeah. be uh, not engaged. So I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to, I think it's always context. It always depends. And this, in this instance, definitely. Yeah. So, but I say like, for example, your group of high school guys, I'm sure they would have had their best session that they ever had if you was training in there with them. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I, I have a couple of kids there and, and all my kids that I, I always say I have like a 10% of the population, right? Um, I don't attract the, the typical gym going clientele. Um, I always, I always say if there's hundred percent of kids that play sports or of people that play sport or excuse me, of kids in high school, what? 50% of people play sports, right? Whether they run track or do whatever. Of that 50%, half of those people care enough about their sport to practice every day. And mm. of those people, half of those people, so we're at 25%, genu or actually I should say 12.5%, uh, genuinely care enough to get lessons in their sport. And of mm. those people, maybe half of them give a fuck enough to get personal training. So mm. that was, I come out to be like six and a half or six and a quarter percent, anywhere between five to 10% of the population is what I get. So mm. I don't get a ton of pussies. Um, these kids are motivated. They want to do stuff, but occasionally, like, so I always get really good kids for the most part. I, I, I don't get babysitters because we don't advertise. If we advertised, I'd probably no. get, I probably get a, a bigger, a bigger percentage. I probably get the same kids that want lessons. Right. But we don't advertise. It's all word of mouth. So the kids that come with me are really good kids. I, I don't really have any bad kids. So I, 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 really, I, I really like them. Mm. Uh, and sometimes they need a little extra motivation. So I'll challenge them, right? I'll, you know, we're going to be doing push-ups together. And obviously I'm fucking stronger than them. So I'll set outrageous, guide, uh, outrageous limits to me in order to beat them. So it's like for every push-up you do, I have to do five in a row. Mm. And all, my, all the push-ups have to be of good form. Uh, this is one kid. He was like four. He is thirteen years old, struggling with push-ups and struggling, staying motivated. And he was just kind of like chilling there. And I don't count sets or reps. That's not my job. There's a lot of accountability that goes into this. Sets and reps is like whatever to me. I can't fucking count anyway. Like I lose. Dude, I, I'm terrible. Oh, even when people are doing the exercise, I will lose track a hundred percent of the yep. of the of the reps. Yeah. I've also moved a lot more into using time. Yes. Because. I don't want to be counting. I don't want to be caring about looking at stopwatching the whole time with things. Mm -hmm. So I'll just have it on my interval time. I've got loads of different protocols on it and we'll just work with that for yeah. most of the, most yeah, of the time. I, you know? I, can't, I can't do two things at once. Uh, most people no. can't. So like if I'm going to sit there and I'm going to look at form and while, while I'm looking at form, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like, all right, well, what is this doing? Why does it look like that? And I'm rolling my eyes and I'll, I'll look at three reps and then look away from them because I'm fucking thinking the whole time. I can't count during that. You kidding me? Like, hell no. So I, I see kids struggling and they need a little extra oomph. So what will I'll do? I'll, I'll challenge them. So mm -hmm. we got to do, hey, for everything you do, I got to do five or whatever the hell it is. So it's during those times with my high school kids, it's fun. But once yeah. they get older, I mean, all my, all my guys are pretty motivated, you know? Um, I think Ryan would do the tread sled against Hogan just to like rub it in his face to make sure, like, cause Chris always gives Ryan a hard time. 
um because it, it's that's chris he's he's that's hogan yeah. and he just he just fucking he's, he's always fishing he's always fishing like he's yeah. he's quiet he keeps to himself unless he knows you and then he'll just fucking poke and prod right so that's what he does to ryan so ryan's like all right i'll shut him up so ryan trained for the tread sled for like six weeks before they went on it and made sure that he just fucking bitched him. <laughs> awesome. And Ryan lives for that. Ryan lives for that shit. I mean, if Ryan could yeah. work out with all his clients, I think he would. Yeah. I mean, what are you doing for your training? I mean, you had these 5 a.m. group for a long time. You enjoying that. Then that sort of finished. Now you're saying that you're with your brother and his mate. Yeah. So now, now what we're doing, the first week, I mean, these guys are so out of shape that I just did basic 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 cardio stuff with them and basic shoulder stuff um just to just to give them a good foundation just for the week and in that first week we did we'd show up and we'd walk half a mile just walking now the one uh the the both of them end up having like ankle issues because they're they're, they're 230 pounds each mm. you know and they're 510 and they're not muscle right they're they're working class guys so we start off walking half a mile. If we start running, that's too much pounding. Their ankles are going to hurt. Their calves are going to hurt. Their knees are going to hurt. Fuck that. Like, I want to encourage it. I want to make sure it's easy enough that they're like, hey, this is good. But we're working for an entire hour, so we're going to burn some calories. Um, we'd walk. Then we'd hit the row machine. And on the row machine, we'd have to do 30 calories. That's it. 30 calories. What does it take? Two minutes? Three minutes? That's what we did. Did 30 calories, and we'd go walking again. Come back. Another 30 calories walk again 30 calories at one point that was our leg workout and their legs were jello from that shit yeah for sure so it's and it's not like we're walking at a fast pace we only burned i don't know in an hour session the first hour session like 350 calories like that's not that much mm -mm. right that's the equivalent of walking three and a half miles in an hour that's not a fast pace but we also did some rotator cuff work you know, some light stuff, just building a good foundation. And during, believe it or not, during that first week, they gained weight. Well, Joe, my, my brother gained weight because he's like, oh, I'm working out. I could eat more, but we had to get the diet under control. So after that, then I started introducing weight work and saying, all right, good. Now you guys know what the cardio has to be. You guys have to walk two miles after our workout. Mm -hmm. not, not here, but later on. So they're both in quarantine. So they're sitting down all day, every day. So now I, I do this workout as well. So what we do is we start off, we'll walk in, we'll walk in the beginning of the workout and then we'll do some, whatever, whatever we're doing that day, whether it's lower body or upper, upper body, we're going to do the rotator cuffs, rotator cuff of the hip or rotator cuff of the shoulder. That's, we're going to warm up. Then sure. after that, we're going to do bigger, bigger movements. So we'll do lunges or we'll do pushups and rows or some shoulder shit. Um, and then, so we'll do uh, rotator cuff exercise, big shoulder exercise. Um, Body weight push, body weight pull, yeah. weighted push, weighted pull, some fucking gun show. And there you go. And then after that, that's an upper body workout. We're done. It'll take about an hour. I'll hit the sauna. They'll go home. And then um, they go for a walk later that day because I want to make sure that we break it up. That way they're not sedentary for another 12 hours then going sure. to sleep. Right? I want to break it up. That way it's like, hey, we get a rising heart rate in the morning rise in heart rate in the evening that way it's yep. you know it's a little bit of a wave it's not just peak valley um so, and i'll i have to end up doing that as well and on our leg days 
We keep it super, super simple because again, I mean, Eddie's torn his ACL and never rehabbed it. Like what? Tore his ACL, never rehabbed it. Tore his meniscus, never rehabbed it. Like, what, like in, in my eyes, it's like, how the fuck does someone do that? But this is a general population. Sure. This is what these people, so if we do too much with him, he, he won't come back. So I got to, we're doing Peterson step-ups off six inches with it, or four, no, four inches with Eddie, day one. And we did three sets of 20. And he's like, dude, my legs are jello. Yeah. Right? But yeah. that's, that's the population. So day one, yeah. that's what we did. We just yep. do what we have to do. Yep. So our leg days are fairly simple right now, but they're gonna they're, we're gonna build on it. You know, so yeah. I but we work out we work out almost every day. I gave them Wednesday off last week, and this week I don't even know if I'll give them Wednesday off. We may just say fuck it and work out every single day. Sure, sure. It's what just, do we have to lose? No, and it, it's it's the it's it's all consistency, isn't it? Yeah, it's that's that's really the key. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you can train again tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, That's so let's we, we just do it every day. And I do the sauna now every single day. Yeah, it feels oh, good, huh? Oh my God. Dude, I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. And the circuit yeah. the circulation that I get from it, so yeah. good. Improving improving uh mental health, mental clarity. Um, I'm feeling better. Um it's a, even even dude I, i'm getting significantly better blood flow for male organs you know what yeah. i mean like it's it, it's, yep. it's insane yep. way more boners yeah yeah the wind it's, getting it, you excited bro yeah dude it's yep. it's so great yeah so so it, yep. it, it's so important for circulation and that's all it is blood flow right so if i'm doing extra cardio and, and that's that's how i kind of look at it i look at it as if well all you're doing is just getting your heart rate elevated right and the heat the heat is is increasing your body temperature, and then your heart rate's going to increase to lower your body temperature, to circulate the blood and bring it to the surface so it lowers the body temperature. So essentially, you're doing cardiovascular work without fucking moving, mm -hmm. which yeah. is going to yield some kind of adaptation. So that's For great. Sure. So I'm doing extra cardio work on top of my cardio work, and no wonder I'm feeling fucking better. Yeah, and I mean, your cardio was god-awful. Is even after the two weeks, my cardio is god awful. But yeah, I mean, probably, but it must be, I mean, it must be better than before. I mean, I, you know, there were times where you would be struggling to breathe a lot doing different things, right? Anything more than six reps, I was out of breath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've, I've been like that my whole life. I've never had, I mean, I've always been a very, very fast kid. When I was like fourth, fifth grade, I was always the fastest kid in the grade, right? So the youngest mm. kids, like uh, when, when you're real young, the fastest kids when they're young end up being the fastest kids when they're older, typically, mm. right? So my mile time, there were kids that I was faster than that my, whose miles would shit on mine. I mean, I remember kids getting like seven minute miles. Like, holy fuck, how do they do that? And I'd be getting like nine, 10 minute miles. It was pathetic. But mm. I never, never had good cardio in my entire life. But mm. I was able to sprint like a motherfucker. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think cardio seems to, it, it, it gets more and more important to me. Oh, yeah. You know, and I think the older you get, cardio is really the, the key. For, for general population, you can't go wrong with cardio. Let me, yeah. let me rephrase. Unless you're one of those ultra marathoners that's getting hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, like when your heart grows, yeah. the musculature grows so much that it grows from the inside and it shrinks, it shrinks the space within your heart. That's an issue. But other than sure. that, like, we're, not, we're not doing that. 
no, no, you know what I mean? no, no, no. And there was like, you know, and rightly so, like, you know, a change in the sort of mainstream between just aerobic based stuff to then doing weights. And of course, resistance training is also very, very good. There's not, but there's not, it's not an argument about what's, what one is better than the other. But as you get older, I think you appreciate more and more and more is like a solid, a solid bit of cardio, you know, and it seems to be in terms of like health benefits that, you know, accumulate with time. I mean, that's the key. You want to get your ticker. You want to keep that going well. Cause I know a lot of really strong dudes that have dodgy hearts. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, your you heart, know, your heart is moving all day, all da- all, every all day, long. day all, all day long. night, every night. Yeah. 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 And without that, you know, you, you're buggered. Mm-hmm. You really are. So, you know, and, I don't know. Like you can also be stressing your body in many other different ways while still it being a predominantly cardio-based activity. I mean, you go on a proper hike, you know, you don't even need a heavy backpack. I'm talking about you go on a proper one, with yeah. this, you, know, yep. you know, at least a thousand meters of elevation going on. You're going to feel your legs going. Yeah. And if you don't, then walk faster because then you definitely will, yep. you know? So I don't know. It's, and I mean, you know, it's, and it's been great, you know, like all oh, this whole, like, you know, chicks getting into lifting and that, of course. Great. Awesome. No one's complaining about this at all, right? <laughs> Just to make it clear, no one's complaining. But, I mean, you know, if I look at, like, the healthiest sort of elderly people here in Swiss, they're always moving. Yeah. They're always moving, always moving. I mean, a lot of it's, like, agriculture stuff or they're going out in the mountains and hiking a lot or they're still skiing, you know. You see, when you see people that, you know, late 60s, 70s, still being able to ski, pretty impressive, you know, and you think, well, I'm going to get there at some point, maybe, but you think that you're going to end up getting there and you would think, well, I still want to be able to do all of those activities, you yeah. know, and your health just gets more and more important as it goes along. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I like, I, I like, I really enjoyed started doing a lot more, you know, calisthenic stuff, keeping it really minimal, but using a lot of the times like 40, 20 principles or mm-hmm. different things like that, you know, or, 50 10 and then you're changing sort of the predominant area that's working and just you know moving the body around like i'm not i don't want to train for an hour and a half or two hours a day i don't want to do it mm-hmm. you know i might train for in total 90 minutes but maybe 30 or 30 minutes of that's been in the sauna mm-hmm. you know what i mean another 10 to 15 minutes has been with different cold stuff going on so you know that's that's kind of where i'm at and i just mate if i wake up i feel good and i'm ready to rock i'll push it a little bit and especially because you're just consistently going at it that little voice that used to be like oh i don't want to do this now it's like well fucking do another hundred yep why not yeah. why don't you do another hundred you know mm-hmm. so you know that picks up a little bit and yeah mate, i don't know it's just i think it's just consistency mate that's the only thing that's the key to to basically everything i feel like day in day out I got to do more. I I got to do more cold therapy. I I so cold's good, man. Yeah, I got I got the sauna. I just don't have the ice bath, but we have an ice machine. You don't need you don't need an well, look. I just I need to get the hose. I need to hook the hose up. Yeah, just get cold, you know, because it's just that change in temperature. I mean, I remember like years ago and I don't know if it's still the case now because I don't read too much of the the literature but Shona Housen from Australian Institute of Sports she did a lot on re- uh, regenerative stuff when I was doing my masters um and she published stuff about like it's from 10 degrees celsius I don't know what that is in fahrenheit anything lower than that doesn't seem to aid um 
the, you know, you don't get any extra benefits from it. But, you know, I feel like there's benefit. There are extra benefits when you've got a big layer of ice on there because your brain's telling you, you I don't want to fucking go in there, you know, and you've got yeah. to overcome yourself. And, you know, I mean, I've even like, say for example, like today, was it 10 degrees for 10 minutes? Is that what it was? Yeah. She, I think that's, that's what I remember from it could be wrong, but I remember that 10 degrees for 10 minutes was a good, uh, good protocol. And then, um, she, uh, and then so that's, like, say that's, for example, that's 50 degrees Fahrenheit, just so everyone knows. Yeah. And that's probably like just your cold tap, mm -hmm. you turn on the cold tap, I think, or at least it, it was here when I last checked. So, um, but I, I, I had a bit of like plunge into a circuit too. So like I was work like training outside today with a mate of mine. We had, um, push, pull, um, uh, a leg, uh, an abdominal, and in the, in the abdominal, we worked different breathing work and then a, a cold exposure. And we just did 40, 20, you know, 10 rounds of that. You're good. You're good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You're good. That is, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't See, think it needs to get that complicated. So do you think you're, you're cool with uh, the short duration, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off for that? For what? For the, for the cold? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just do it more because by that point, I'm already so I, quite so hot and sweaty and breathing. So I jump in there and then I'll only just go with my nose because the more exposure that I do with it, it just see it just then you just you there's nothing in your head and you know what I mean. It's like, are you doing so? You're doing forty seconds in. in, forty seconds in, twenty seconds out. No, I mean this was just the the protocol. So today, what I did was we did twenty minutes in hundred degrees as the warm up. Then we went out and then we Holy went. shit. And right. dude, that's yeah. 200. You're, so you're doing 20 minutes in a 220 degree yeah. sauna? And it was already brutal. So we did that because we did 15 and then we were like ready to get out. But because there's two of us going, we're like, fuck it. You know, let's do a bit more. 212 you know? degree sauna, excuse me. Yeah, 220. I mean, mine only goes up to 100 and it, 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 it's hard. It, it could get to 95 to 97 pretty good. But to keep it, to get it up to a hundred, it takes, it takes a while. You have to keep, you know, splashing the rocks a bit and you need to run it for, for quite a while. So we did that for the warm up. Then we got out, we went, um, cold exposure up to the neck. Where, where do you do your, where do you do your cold, cold exposure? Do you have a tub or do you Outside. do it? I've got a or big do you tub. do it in like a garbage? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a big garbage, uh, tub. Okay. So fill that up, drop in only nose, uh, breathing three minutes got out and then we started a circuit so it was simple it was like you know this guy's uh, just getting back into moving around too so it was an inverted body weight row variation and every round it changed but to just to go it was just like normal reps you know we were doing um at the beginning like just like nose only work normal reps of inverted body weight row i had a swiss ball out there so we did a swiss ball push up we then did um some sort of a prisoner squat or prisoner lunge. Then we did a variation of, of, of plank or dead bug work. And then we just went back in to the cold. And what I find is it gives you this really good pump feeling that goes through your body and it feels really quite nice. And just then the fact that I've gone from being like quite stressed out, quite out of breath, working to then into the, into the cold and then slowing everything down. It's just like a nice, like it's kind of like my rest period, but the rest period is then in, 
you know, because 20 seconds, if you've done 40 seconds of good solid work, 20 seconds is, it finishes pretty quick. Do you know what I mean? So I jump into the, we go into the cold for a round and that seems to go quite nicely. And then we just keep on going there. Cause as soon as you get out, then you just want to go again. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah, that was what we did. That's real interesting. Oh mate, it's just playing around. Just changes it up. So I like that. You know, what's cool is getting the bike or uh, doing exercise in the sauna. That's cool. Like, and not cool, like, oh, they're so badass, but no, but like, it's, it's really cool. Like, you get on a bicycle in the sauna, and again, it don't need to be for too long, but you're talking about, you, you get to a level where you, you it's my phone guy. Yeah, the, hang on, sorry, mate, the birds are going off, and I couldn't work out what's going on, it's my alarm. Um, yeah, going into going into a into a sauna and working in there because the level of sort of of stress that you can put yourself under, it's just it's, it it goes into such a completely different realm. So again, you start you don't go all the way mad and you don't turn it rank it up to a hundred degrees and start going like a lunatic in there, but starting lower temperature and just getting your body used to it. Because of this increased circulation, I don't know. I found I found it really, really quite nice, and especially, I mean, I've been doing some med ball work in there, not re like rebounds on the wall, but just some stationary based med ball work. I used to get my guys to do at the end of the session when, if they especially they would have a high day, because also how you do the sauna change like it depends based on what we're doing for the day. So not all the time is it to the max stress level. I also do it to, you know, to a comfort level too, depending on what's going on. But if we would have a sort of a high day, they'd go into there, rest it out. As soon as they're starting to feel like they want to get out, right, time goes on for five minutes and we're just going to work on some abs. Now, you know, a lot of people are going to probably be like, oh, that's a bit dangerous. And, you know, I'm there, you know, you can grab them out. And like, of course, if they really feel like they're going to fucking pass out, get out with the sauna. But some of my guys, they love that. They How love high are that. your ceilings in there? Well, I mean, if I stand up, I, I can't have my arm straight in there, but I can have, I can have my arm bent. But I've got, I've got also different levels. So I've got from the floor, then I've got the first seat, and then I've got the second seat. And then from that second seat, the top seat, if you sit up, your head's pretty close to the, to the ceiling. Let's say, for so, example, Kevin, Kevin wouldn't be able to sit up straight on the top So in your you sauna, would. in your sauna, the second seat is 200 degrees. Where do you guys, or excuse me, is uh, 100 degrees. Where do you guys, where do you guys sit for the sauna? Do you sit in the second seat when you guys are like chilling out? Yeah, always. You go to the top. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you're working out, you're on the bottom. Yeah. Well, no, not always. Also on the top. Because I mean, if you're lying there and you're doing some med ball work, you you can be there on. Uh, you can so be the on difference, there. it just the depends. Difference, the difference between levels, just so everyone's aware, um, top level, even though it may be a hundred degrees in my in my sauna, I can get it up to ninety degrees Celsius, which is one hundred and ninety to four hundred and ninety four degrees on top. However, when you go to the bottom, it comes down to be. 100 degrees, 105 degrees Fahrenheit, which is, hold on, let me do the conversion, which is 40, which is 40 degrees, 40 degrees Celsius. So that's the difference between, and that's, that's on, 
like that's underneath the uh, shelf. So I have, I have two seats. There's one mm. seat, uh, which is like, I don't know, 24 inches off the ground. And there's another one that's about 30 inches off the ground. Mm-hmm. So at 24 inches at head height, uh, if you're, if you're like doing pushups, mm-hmm. that's only a hundred degrees. So when you're working out at that level, that's totally manageable. But then during your rest intervals, if you go up to the high spot, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, yeah. if guys ever need a break, they just drop down to the hundred degrees and that's like fucking nothing anyway. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's where, that's where I put all my, my, my beverages. Like I'll have, I'll have an ice bucket there, um, a, a water jug, and that's where I'll keep my phone as well. And it stops my phone from overheating. Yeah. I mean, I've, you know, I, I've had a, f- a couple of funny times with my phone, putting my phone on the floor in the sauna and yeah, it does all right until, <laughs> until a certain extent. I mean, it's been my phone to destroy it. Anyway, I've got no glass on the back. So mine's like, you know, just melting. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely, there is definitely, yeah, well, uh, I'm, a, I don't know. Probably not a good thing to have in my pocket. Yeah, you know, so, but some of the speakers you can get in there now are quite good. Like that, I've got one of them, um, what they call big boom or, or boom. UE boom thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it is on the Bluetooth. That thing can can last for a while, and you can even chuck that in, in, in the water too. So that's quite good. Um, so I don't need to bring my phone in now. I could just have it connected up to a Bluetooth device and go in. So that's good. But mate, it, what's cool, crazy too, is have you ever played with the wind in the sauna? Yeah. But that's see, cool. my, so my, if you get an air bike, you get an assault bike in there with the amount of air that's moved. That is. That's serious. My, my sauna only fits two people. So I can't put mm. any, if I do any wind in there, it cools down real quick. How big is your, my, my sauna no. is about 40, 40 inches by 40 inches. And then it's like, I don't know, 80 inches high. Yeah, but no, 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 no. But I'm not talking about wind from the outside. I'm talking about yeah, when from, you start gen, generating wind inside with a mm-hmm. towel. Yep. Something like this. Well, when, you get what, like, when we it's used like to a go dragon to the, breathing in your face. Yeah. When we used to go to the bathhouse, that's what it was. Remember? We'd Did sit the there guys come the in there too? Ah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But the room, the room that I'm in, the second, if you were to put any, any steam on, oh, and just to be clear, the steam actually, by pouring water on it, it doesn't increase the temperature. No. No, it just, it just adds humidity, which makes yeah. it feel hotter, yeah. right? So when you put the steam on in mine, the second you put it on, which we don't, I, I usually don't do, um, if you put it on, it instantly burns your fucking flesh because that's where it goes up to. You're already at the highest point. How big, mm. how big is your sauna? It's pretty, pretty big. Um, I mean, if you needed to say you used just the top step and you feel people, you could sit one, two, three, four, five, six people in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a, big. That's a good size. I mean, sauna. yeah. And the great thing was, was, is I'm able to take out the seats. Mm-hmm. The wooden seats, especially the lower level, so it means I can put in an air bike, I can put in a bicycle, I can put in a. You got a, like a workout area inside there, so. Yeah, I can I can take out the seats in mine, but it doesn't do anything. It does absolutely nothing because if I wanted to fit the assault bike in there, I couldn't. It's too damn small. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've already tried measuring it out. It kind of pissed me off. But maybe I get a new sauna. Maybe I just get a new one and get a little bigger. If I wanted to do that well, stuff, wait, wait till you move into a house, mate, and then that's what I mean. Get that's it properly, I mean. get a proper mm-hmm. one because yep. you know it's amazing what these some of these saunas are able to do. I mean, this one that I've got here in terms of energy consumption, it's insane. It's like four francs an hour that it runs. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's fuck all. 
Yeah. You know, then you consider really what it's doing, you know, it's giving you, you know, such a huge stimulus. Well, I mean, I want to get a wood burning sauna. Yeah. I would love for that. That'd be so good. Mm. Nice, nice size. And where's now, where is your sauna's thermometer? My, so I think my, my sauna might even, it's the thermometer's right on the wall. It's not all the way up to the top. Mm-hmm. So I think mine, when it comes up, because, you know, when it's got, when it's at 97 degrees on the thermometer and the thermometer is lower than your head, it's, it's lower than where you are. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a bit, it might be a bit more because where? that's also what I was thinking because there's such a differential. Yeah. If you was to lie on the floor compared to be sitting right at the top with your head on, it's a world of difference. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, maybe mine gets a little bit warmer than a hundred degrees. I've never used a third party uh, thermometer in there. Um, yeah. That's, but that's, I know it goes to a hundred and then it's, it, it, it's just, it's just a different level. Even from 95 to a hundred, it's just, it's serious, a serious difference. Mm-hmm. At least I'll find anyway. Yeah, yeah. For me to go from from eighty five degrees to ninety degrees, it is a world of difference. Like mm-hmm. I could barely, but but again, there are some days where I can barely stay in it when it's when it's one hundred and sixty degrees. I can barely stay in the sauna, and then there's other days when it's like one hundred and ninety four degrees, and I can just chill there like it's fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so I don't. It it, it changes. It ends. It depends a lot on what you've been eating, how hydrated you are, what sort of stress level you've gone in there with, what's your like sort of external temperature that you've you've gone in with. You know, mm-hmm. you do, you know, five minutes in a cold tub up to your neck and you go in, you, it's completely different than if you've just had a, I don't know, whatever, you know, an hour super heavy session, you're sweating your tits off already and then you go in. It's, do you know what I mean? It's very, yeah. very different. Yeah. I've also found it's not, like I really don't like if I've eaten, I, I don't want to go in there. I don't want to go in there. In the hot there. or the cold? In the hot. Well, I mean, I it's just it. like a workout. You don't want to eat and then work out right away. Yeah. No, I just, it just, it's super uncomfortable. It's just not, it doesn't do good for me. No. But fasted out, you know, training, you know, use that for a warm up because I think it's, I mean, what's the definition of a warm up anyway, really? I mean, yeah. You know, do that. I do a bunch of uh, different rotator cuff stuff, like what you were saying, like different pulses stuff with the hips. I can do a bit of core work going on there, some upper body stuff. You could, I take bands in there, do that, then get a session in, push it if I'm feeling good. Because also sometimes the sore, after the sore, and I mean, it's like with everybody else, isn't it? Some days they come in, they feel, oh, like today's not the day. They warm up, have a great day. You never know what's, what the mm-hmm. body's, how the body's going to respond once you start moving. Um, train for the day, be satisfied with, or content with what you've done, you know, and then go back in, sit it out until that's it. And then, you know, go in the cold and then that's it. And then after that, I always like to do a bit of breathing work afterwards anyway, because if you've really pushed it, you really can just go into such a lovely, lovely sort of natural, natural high, if you want to call it that, or natural meditative state. Yeah. Um, especially with some nice breathing work after, especially box breathing or, sort of the more hyperventilative stuff. It's really cool. So you'll, you'll always do cold after your workouts. Yeah. Really? For how long? Uh, most of the time, five minutes. Most of the time, five minutes, sometimes three minutes, you know, I'm 
as we were saying before, like time's quite difficult. So if things are like, if, if you get distracted or you've got to go and go to the toilet, go and take a shit for five minutes, that's already five, I'm already got to catch up for five minutes. You know what I mean? So that session's already planned. So it could be, you know, only three minutes, but most of the time it's three minutes, three to five minutes in, 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 in the cold. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I, I like to finish on, on that. And then, like I said, I, I always like to try and, get some sort of breathing work in at the end because um, I find it just feels really, really nice. Really bring your body down or you, you know, you sort of ramp it up and then you do some breath hold stuff and then I'll go and shower after that and then walk out feeling like, you know, brand new. So when, when you're done with the, uh, with the ice tub, do you just like dump it out? Uh, no, it depends. If it's just me that's been going in there, I'll leave it for a, a week until it's a bit oily. <laughs> It's so like oily and fucking oh, oh, fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but the, I mean, I fill it up with, there's what, 500 litres of water. So I don't want to just be keep, you know, mm -hmm. I have the sprinkler on in the garden a lot anyway, so I don't want to be a bit of a, a ponce with it. I mean, I don't care if the water's that dirty. Um, when it, you know, I don't want it to get to the point where it's, I'm going to end up getting something from it, you know, which you could, you could. You know, especially if you're going out. I mean, I'm walking out there like a zombie. I'm like cooked to death. You know, I probably look like some sort of overgrown lobster walking out into the garden, you know, in my underwear, like dying, just pull myself in. And there's also, you know, I keep it sort of covered a lot of the time, but there's still sort of leaves. And Dude, put some salt in it. And at, least, at least put some fucking salt in it. Do something, try and disinfect it a little bit, no? Well, yeah, I mean, I could do it. I mean, maybe I'll do it after. I, I probably won't. You won't. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but if there's other people that are coming yeah. i always i've yeah. got like a hose attached to the, yeah, to the yeah to the external and then that will feed somewhere in the garden so i should look maybe them plants are probably going to be mutated <laughs> <laughs> after all the fucking shit that's been poured on them it's got a hole in the hole in the garden well, well hopefully that's not the plants <laughs> that you're eating because then you're eating yeah no these shit. ones yeah no <laughs> This is the other side. So, and then I'll like sort of wash it all out and that. And if there's been a lot of people that have been sharing the same what, then I'll, I'll get rid of it pretty much. Yeah. Away. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> if it's just me, I'll do it until it's manky. I remember my girl was like, I know I, you will. <laughs> she was like, hey, shouldn't you like start cleaning that water out? Like, I've been thinking about it for like the last week. <laughs> oh, God, you're so fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> But so, for a guy that lived lived on the back of a motorcycle and barely showered, this is fucking nothing. Yeah, I mean, I did, you know, I didn't use a shower. I was jumping in water, uh, rivers, and but yeah, I didn't wash myself for quite a while sometimes. But I mean, fuck <laughs> it, dude, you get over it, don't you? I mean, you know. Oh man, let's let's finish off. Let's let's finish off with one story from you. You give give me a story from. Uh, oh. Tell, tell, tell the story about how you almost fell off the fucking cliff, maybe. Or maybe when you got caught in the desert. That's a long one, the one in the desert. The one where I've nearly fell off a cliff, this was, um, I think I was only a couple weeks in. Uh, it was when I was still with my mates, and we were on a dirt track um, close to Futuluefu in Chile, where there's beautiful white water rapids. And the roads there are cool because it's like dust with very fine sprinkling of rock and it's all like 
very beautiful cliffs, but a lot of the time the cliff sort of, you know, shits itself and will drop onto the road and people are not really uh, paying attention to the roads down there. So in the middle of nowhere. And anyway, I was, you stand, I was standing up. We were sort of kind of, you know, racing with my mates a little bit. And then um, as I'm pulling into a, into a curve, I realized that, you know, there'd been a lot of the cliff had sort of cracked and dropped a lot of big rocks right into the middle of the curve. And I mean, there's no barriers there. There's no nothing, you know, and I knew that there was no way I could sort of correct this because I'm standing up, you know, the arse isn't drifting out, but I'm, I'm turning. Like, I can't sort of correct myself. Otherwise, I'm going to go straight off. So I just jumped off and sort of landed. And <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't think about it. It just happened, to be completely honest. And then sort of dived and skidded along the road. And I remember turning really quick because I didn't want to lose my bike. I mean, this is like four weeks in, you know. And uh, the bike just come to a come to a stop, and then I remember like I jumped up straight away, even before my my mates were were there. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, I'm fine. And then I looked on my jacket, and I mean, if you you know you ride in a motorbike, the clothes that keep you alive, hundred percent. You know, the devastating injuries you see are from people that don't wear a jacket and they've just got a t-shirt on or something. And I had a scratch, little cut on my jacket, like that big. And I mean, I jumped off. Somewhere, I mean, I was doing around sort of 60 Ks before that turn. So slowed down a little bit, I don't know, maybe 45, 50 kilometer per hour. Jump, jumped off, skidded along and yeah, I got out. And then I remember my mates come and they saw the bike there and they're like, oh my God, are you all right? And luckily that also meant that then they didn't go into the curve not knowing about the rocks. You know what I mean? So, because that could have, you know, you, that would be devastating, especially if you know something was there and you didn't sort of warn your mates beforehand. And then, um, yeah, picked up the bike and my mate was like, Brooke, sit down for a second. I'm like, no, 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 let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I remember I pulled away. I hadn't even gone already into like third gear and my legs and my upper body just started going, shaking all over the place because the shock. The shot come out, I felt so sick. I thought, oh my God, I'm going to fucking fall off this thing right now. I had to stop and <laughs> sit down and collect myself a little bit. Yo, let's go, let's go. So, let's go, let's move. No, dude, and then, chill out, chill out. No, I'm fine, I'm fine. Holy fuck, I'm not fine. Yeah, and they still stayed there and I pulled off and then they, I think they were just standing there watching and then I just come to a stop, got off and sat down on the floor and then they come over and like, drink some water. Just... <laughs> Calm down a minute. Sitting there like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, let's finish there. It's been a good one. Been a good All right, cuz.